0: On this episode of the podcast, we have the pleasure of hosting Mark Masso. Mark is a longtime friend of mine and an important mentor and has a large largely to do to you know where I am in life currently. I learned sales, kindness, apologizing, a lot of important things mark at a year early early age uh, so before i butcher this intro anymore we welcome mark Massa. welcome mark massow we were just uh i had to quick hit record because we were talking about uh and the, the mini recession that we just came out of yeah. and how everybody you know money makes how about money. the sucker that sold stocks like on the way down and is like i'm
1: panicking sell everything
2: you only, take a, you only take a loss when you sell it. So, yeah. you know, it wasn't the uh, greatest time to sell, but people were in panic mode. Yeah. So, you know, coming out of a, uh, you know, coming out of one of our best economies that we've ever seen, you know, everyone was thriving. on the whether you were in housing, you were building, you were in the restaurant business, you were finance, whatever you were in, you were making money for a while there. And then yeah. things just seemed to just, you know, out of nowhere, they just took a turn, and a real scary turn. So then the government steps in and they decide, hey, listen, you know, we got to help these people out. So they come up with... Real quick, they're like, oh, we have to get people money. More than their 60% unemployment. we got to get them an extra, some extra money to live. And then you have, uh, you know, PPP loans coming out for restaurants. Uh, all Actually, all businesses. So some people needing the PPP loans and taking it.
0: Some and people not needing
2: yeah. the PPP we, loan. And we saw a lot it. of that. Yeah, so
0: unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, we did. You, you hear things. We I don't think we know anybody that was honest with us. What do you got? You got a problem here? Okay. Um I don't know anybody that was like upfront and honest with us that they took money that they shouldn't have. But like there's definitely a few people that like seemingly are like easy and you're like, "Wait, you just kind of new Range River, you you laid everybody off." Yeah. Wait, no, wait, wait, what's going on? You have to kind of like you, you don't want to ask, but you you yeah, know what's so. going on. I wonder what the the prosecution's going to be like that in, you know, a yeah, few years see. from now cuz you saw all the Sandy stuff, the FEMA stuff that went on insurance-wise just in that small isolated incident. Like I mean, at, at a certain point, we got to be like, it happened, Every you know, let's, yeah, let's be done they, with it. They might just have a pass for everybody on Imagine this Imagine
2: the, the, the scale that it went on. I mean, you have people that really, so many people took these loans. The, for the government to catch up with everyone, it seems near impossible. Um, will they? Will they eventually try to understand, like, wh- how this money got spent? Who took it? Who's, who kept people? Who laid people off? Was it Was it used properly? But it seems the, the auditing that would go along with something like that is so... Fast that I don't even know if
1: they're going to catch everyone. I mean they, they might
2: <laughs> just they might just pick and choose a sample size and go after those those people. Just chop how, a few. See heads. how bad it is, and decide to do it over the course of. I don't think years.
1: They, I don't think the IRS. I guess that would be the enforcing agency to do that. They don't have the staff to do that they don't. anymore. They now they, nah, they, they've already
0: been slashed down to you know. Well, I mean, they could hire well, everybody from the well, postal when realize, service
2: when they realize that there's money to be had. Yeah. They're probably going to go after to yeah. get to get it back. But I mean, when they made originally the way that that PPP loan was structured was you had eight weeks to use it. So for a lot of a lot of businesses that was a, uh, a that was scary because you know if you didn't use the money then you had to give it back. Now out of one percent interest rate, which is a great loan anyway, you slice it, but you know, scary the fact that you know you might use it on something else and then have to eventually give that that money back. Then they extended it to twenty six weeks, yeah. which pretty much made it free money because that gave you the opportunity to use it for. And they even shifted the percentages. Originally, it was a lot more. You had to use like. I think it was eighty or ninety percent towards payroll, and the rest could be used towards utilities or rent or yeah. mortgage. Then they shifted it to sixty forty to give people, you know, a more of an ability to, to use it. So for most people, that became free money. What, what, but a lot what? of industries didn't have the employees t- to bring back. Some businesses never went back during, you know, during those first eight weeks, and that's why they eventually extended it.
1: I think, uh, yeah, most did not go back. They that's also are saying that what you spend money on, you can no longer expense it for tax purposes. So if you made a hundred grand, you spent sixty grand on labor. But you use the PP money as the 60 grand you're paying taxes on the 100 grand yep you can't expect you, you can't expense it anymore
0: Oh yeah we, we talked we discussed this in the office We're like I wonder who's gonna get jammed up
2: They made yeah. it tricky and then people realize that they, you need an accountant to tell you really how to use this money properly and to make sure everything is accounted for
0: we, um, we had a l- like we didn't take any money um, but like the conversations we had about that money and like what like reading all this stuff it hurt my head.
2: I mean, if it wasn't for that money, I don't think my industry would have sur- would would still be surviving. Yeah, yeah. Like what money- what is your
0: business? You just so
2: I take- own I own a, a La Italian restaurant in Newtown. I've had that for eighteen years, and mm-hmm. I've had a La Italian market for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, during the um, during the quarantine, and with the market actually thrived because that's predominantly takeout uh, prepared meals to go. So it gained so much traction because people that knew the La Stalla brand and just. Really, just hadn't made La Market part of their routine to go there. Went to check it out. Yeah, and, yeah, that definitely. And, and, and happened. It, it actually, like, really, actually started to thrive during that time. Um, and it was a business that I always thought had so much more potential and hadn't realized it yet. But you know, changing people's shopping habits. Most people, you know, the person that's doing the shopping in the household, you know, they have the routine. They go to Costco, they yep. go to, they go to, uh, you know, Genardi's or wherever they go, McCaffrey's and they pack their car up and they get it and they, to actually get them to go to another store, to stop, park, walk in, shop. You know, it's not an easy and people are into convenience these, these days. They want the, they're getting the groceries delivered to the house. They're having them prepared at the front. So to take time, edge time out of their, out of their day to check out La Sala Market, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't happening as quick as, as I thought. I thought the style market would immediately boom once we opened it because we had such a great name in town. But, you know, it took time. We just started this. That was a good customer base. But COVID really actually catapulted us in the right direction. It. Do you think it was because um, you had
1: more, like, more prepared food there? So
2: that play, Yeah, that's predominantly a lot of prepared foods to go. So you can go there and pick out food for the week. Like, get, like, seven entrees. Like, like you know, get sandwiches, gourmet salads. Uh, they do a lot of catering, pastries, Um So it's a place that, that, you know, uh, that people were looking for during that time. But at the same time, the restaurant suffered. We were forced to, you know, come March 16th, that was it. We had to close our doors. I took a day to evaluate what we were going to do. Original purpose was to close the restaurant and just use the market to do my my takeout. And then I realized that it would involve um, laying a lot of people off um,
0: that you've and known for a while that I've known yeah. for a
2: long time. So yeah. So like, can we just, we'll we just pause on that yeah. one
0: quick. Cause like I used to work for Mark. Okay. Um, if, if you had to give me, if you had to hold a gun to my head and you gave me 10 people, maybe even five people that have influenced my career, I'll put Mark in the top five. Thank you. Buddy. Like, no, I'm not even kidding. That's not even me blowing smoke. Um, Mark taught me how to sell or put me in the position to learn from other people how to sell in high-end restaurant as, as a young kid um he taught me how to have arguments be wrong and then acknowledge when you're wrong and apologize for it, or to come back the next day and be like it it, it really showed me um like a male influence that like you could you could be wrong and then be like the next day be like I was wrong and I, I apologize like before that I had never really seen like I I would never admit I was wrong mm-hmm. and then I was like a, it kind of gave me, like, a a way to go. And then the third thing that you did, you you were so, you, not only my career, but you launched off so many people's careers from them working for you. You were, like, the little sale, like, you were, like, the sales training model for so many people because, like, there's so many people that have come out of your restaurant to such success. And it really, like, I really think that listala and, like, learning how to sell all that food really was, like, the basis for so much of, like, people's, like, you know, foundation.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate the kind words. Yeah. And you know, the 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 thing about, you know, we were just talking about, you know, laying people off. And I think that the, the ultimate model for my business over the years has been a family vibe amongst the staff. And you know, you're not laying off employees, you're laying off family members. Yeah. People that you've worked with now for I have people that have been working there since I've started, you know, eighteen years, twelve years, ten years, six years, you know, people that have been I've built relationships with so to um to Put them at home, not knowing it was at that time you didn't even know what the unemployment package was going to be. They didn't even announce that after five forty or whatever it was. Yeah, um, having a kitchen staff, you know, they support family back in Mexico and Guatemala. And how Ecuador. did how did you,
1: most of your employees take it? Were they very nervous?
2: Yeah, everybody was very nervous because nobody knew what, what was going to happen. I mean, it, we, were we going to? We, we just went from a thriving restaurant with all these events booked for March, April, uh, and May, and it, into June. Not first off, it was two weeks closed, then it was another two weeks. But there was this nervousness, and then the response that we got from um, our customer base just—you know—overwhelming support, uh, tipping on takeout. Uh, customers really started to um, uh, regular clientele, friends came in, and they were the takeout business really started to thrive. And like my servers were able to help out with the takeout along with my hosts, and actually still make tips and still give them something to,
0: something to do to feel like a sense of purpose right. over
2: those three months. Oh, um,
0: I know when I like I, like I order out a lot. Um, I, I was like, I was like, yeah. I, know, I know you guys aren't, you are the server and everywhere you go to pick up takeout during the Corona nation, like you knew who you who the person was coming dropping the food in your car. Normally they were serving beers and now they're dropping the, you know, my takeout order. And it was, yes, yeah,
2: so everybody took on a new role. I mean, essentially you took on a new role to not only to obviously to, you know, create some financial security for yourself, but to help the restaurant as a whole to help us survive. And that was, you know, I have my staff to thank for that. Loyal customer base, um, and things really—you know—we were able to make it through that, Um, and now we're actually we're able to, you know, be open with restrictions, which are—I don't know how I feel about them. I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to see people that are think we should be open up 100% full, and this is all a hoax. To the people that thinks we should still be closed and are afraid to leave the house, and there's everyone in between at this point. Yeah. So, and that I think that's the most controversial thing that you could bring up right now is where we are and what we should be doing. I mean, you have it divided on political lines and you got people's livelihoods here. The thing that irritates me is you have people with small business that won't make it through this. This, These things, these loans we were, that we were talking about, about earlier, they might, you might get a knock. Like, hey, listen, we want this money back. Um, we want to see how, how, how you spend it. Uh, landlords that have been giving rent concessions and they saying, hey, listen, it's okay for, for a few months. Maybe we want their money coming soon. Are you still doing the business? Is your business yeah. back? Uh, the bank's. I mean, but look at these guys that own commercial property. I mean, they haven't been able to pay their mortgage because their tenants aren't paying rent. So, this next six months to year is going to be a scary time, I think.
1: But definitely. The water went out. You could see who was swimming
0: without swim trunks on. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean. My problem, my problem fundamentally with the money is it was a bailout for a lot of businesses that I know shouldn't exist anyway, whether they're being poorly run whether they don't have they don't have a market like you're trying to force feed a product that nobody wants like there there were failing businesses that are now extra failing and instead of failing because they were poorly run they're now they're now failing because of corona
2: correct so that's, that's like right, so like the, the whole
0: nation like there was a lot of people that took that money and you're like okay you know like a business like yours yeah. feeds a lot of mouths money but there's people that, you know, there's some individuals I know that are one, one person businesses, like just themselves, that I have a reason to believe that they got money. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, I'm like, look, look, like what you have, like, why, why are you taking money? Why'd you think? it? W-? And it was just like, Hey, and the, 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 you know, the concept is, Hey, it's free money or it's cheap money. Or it's like, Hey, they're giving it I out. I
1: heard that a lot in the circles. And I'm just with. like, damn,
0: like I was so like, I really, like I, I, I was just not about it. I, I don't was, know. But now you got to open up with all this shit going on. And you There's gotta, so many people that needed that yeah, stuff. They have well,
2: you, people took the money, too, because they didn't even know where this was headed. So maybe you took it because maybe you didn't need it, it right sure. now, but maybe you will. Yeah. You don't know how it's much longer. Like, at least nobody knows. And then they were, Am they I they ever going to be 100% open? Yeah. Is this winter mean another outbreak? Are people going to get the regular flu and think they have COVID and people are going to panic? I mean, there's so many factors here. That you don't know about. I mean, we had this weird spike in the summertime that nobody foresaw. But everybody thought it was going to die off, come back fall winter. That was the second weed they were talking about. Well, yo, yeah, it happened over the summer. Did it happen because they were testing more? Yeah, partially. You know, there was a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of debate about that. Um, but you know, the, the money, the money was needed. But to your point about businesses taking it, yeah, a lot of businesses actually were meant to fail. Um, that ended up taking the money and got it, and got a little help. Um, you know, people that didn't were not able to survive this didn't adapt. And there's a lot of argument out there that some of these businesses didn't deserve to survive because they were poorly run from from Jump Street by bad management. And they got they basically bought some time with this COVID. And they're able to kind of, you know, keep going Uh, when in reality they shouldn't have survived to begin with because there was some adaptation. I personally know of some businesses that didn't switch to a takeout model that didn't want to partner with DoorDash and Reets and grubhub and whatever delivery that was apps that was my next didn't, didn't want to go to online ordering well guess what the game just changed and it changed quickly yeah so if you didn't adapt to that you failed
0: i, I would um, like to think there's a few restaurants i i drove past one night um and saw you saw like the system you guys had in like the beginning and i was like damn i was like stalo's doing business right now it, and then i went and picked up the takeout food i had ordered um, in like Yardley somewhere and I was like you guys are gonna this is gonna I'm not ordering again until the whole corona goes away from this place because they just didn't they didn't care." Ki- you you saw people pivot at least in restaurants where like the way they were packaging their food for your to-go was assuming that you were like gonna go eat it in the parking lot or like there was there was like the quality of like the delivery of the to-go was the new
2: well, the level, of, the level of organization that you had to have. So now we're actually still doing great takeout business, way better than we, than we were, were before, but can't even handle the phone calls. So we switched to online ordering, too, to hedge yeah. some of those phone calls. Now, if you're not doing these things, and mm. the, but, and the, by the way, it took us about three weeks to a month of changing our processes in the restaurant to get that takeout to run smoothly. The first few weeks, we didn't know. It was a desert. phone calls, slips everywhere, ringing stuff in. Organ, where are we going to organize? What, where, where's it going? What kind of order of operations are we using here? Kitchen wasn't used to it. Obviously, the servers weren't used to it. Nobody was. It's brand new. So it's like opening up a new business and being busy immediately and having to figure it all, it all out again. I mean, been there, you think I felt like doing that after eighteen <laughs> years? <laughs> Yo, man, I just got to a point when I can actually kick back and I had a great, great, two amazing uh, managers that I that I work with now. Great staff that I've built and cultivated over the years, and now like. You got. To, I got to start from scratch again. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like that's the last thing in the world I, w- I wanted to do. Yeah, um, but you did it. But we did it, and you know what? And now, and now, you know, and I still, you know, the sad part is, there's still some people that haven't come back yet. Some staff members that I really love and value
1: you, that haven't been able to come back. You're trying to get them back. They just don't want to come back.
2: A couple of them are for health reasons because okay. they they live with immune compromised people or are immune compromised themselves. Uh, wife's back. There's a big issue now with parents with kids at home, and. Day working care. from home and daycare and are they going back to school? That's and why they're doing all like, the
1: takeout. They don't have time to cook anymore. Yeah,
2: nobody's got time. Listen, nobody wants to cook and nobody's got time to cook and they can't and they're busy and they got not only their the jobs to worry about now, but they got their kids in homeschooling. So the, the strain on family right now is insane. So, you know, if like in my business, if we can help out in, a, in any way with that, it's it's nice. And if there's any like thing like, oh, like, you know, what did you do to help during, during COVID? It's like, you know, you help families, you know, ease their, you know, ease their stress level a little bit. I mean, we, you know, we sold, um, you know, we sold you wine what he and beer,
0: help people, you know,
2: but it was a, um, you know, it's just a crazy time. And I don't, there's no the promise for, I think the problem for everybody is whenever you're going through like a real shitty time, it's like, you, there's a light though. There's always like, all right, it's, this is happening next month or the, or maybe next year, but there's some light at the end of a, tu- of a tunnel. There's no light here. Where, where, where's the, you know, when's it, when does this end? How does it end? Does it end? And what does the future look like? It's just weird. I don't know. That, that I think that the whole uncertainty for everybody is stress level is crazy right now. Like I see it. Like you see people like snapping, and it's just like
1: well, we definitely. So I see people snapping. People I know. People that you know just randomly run into in the public. They snap, and then you got the people that are huge mask wearers, then you got the people that don't want to wear oh, the mask.
2: Don't get me started on the maskers but the, versus But, the,
1: but the, ma- <laughs> the, the mask... I don't the, know who's worse, honestly. <laughs> uh, well, the thing with the mask, and I've, I know I've said it a lot <laughs> off the podcast, but on the podcast, if you actually believe in the mask, you have to wear the mask like you're doing fucking surgery. Don't touch the outside of the mask. Put it on. Wash your hands. Fucking keep it on. Eye protection. Eye protection. When you take it off, you dispose of it, you get a new mask. There are people out there that are mask warriors that are just reusing the same fucking mask. Like, dude, your mask has coronavirus. We <laughs> all don't. We it. don't need to wear the fucking masks anymore. No one's wearing them properly. You got the guy with the nose, his big is hanging out. It's uh, it's fucking. I brutal. got
2: I got mask shamed by a lady today who told me that because I wear the gator mask, I pull up over.
1: Right? Me too. It's
2: and, great. And, and she told me she came up to me. She goes, "You know, there are a lot of studies out there that say that wearing a gator mask is worse than wearing no mask at all." So. Where the fuck do you hear I'm thinking I was where did you fuck do you hear that? You know what I mean? Like that like I actually sure got she... shamed for wearing the gator mask. You know what I mean? So it's like people don't know what they're talking about. It's like, you know, anything helps. I mean, you're putting any barrier of fabric or whatever, some thinner than others, obviously are gonna help. If you're wearing it, he's wearing it. we guess we're a little more protected. Is hundred percent protection? Absolutely not. You know, I mean, there's, there's no scientific studies on these masks and what, how much, how big the molecule, how do people come up with these stats to prove their narrative. It's like, where do you <laughs> get this stuff from? <laughs> You're going to want to go like, I want like, I look at Facebook and I go crazy.
0: You've got anymore. sick, you've had six months to study masks and you know all about them.
2: You're an expert. Everybody's like, in a, you know, they know all about the virus. They're, they're scientists, they're doctors, Facebook they're,
0: do- Facebook yeah. doctorates.
2: It's, it's Facebook will drive you crazy right now. Yeah. So I actually got Facebook first time and I don't even know if you knew this, but yeah, it I did. actually signed up in March because I was so bored. I'm like, no, I, oh, let geez. me just like go on here. It's like, and it's idea. like, I was, it's like showing up at the party, when it's already over and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, I showed up way late to the Facebook party.
0: Do we were eating dinner one night? Mark looks over at me and he goes you know, nobody's coming to give you an award for like winning the fight on Facebook. Right. And I looked at him, I go, yeah, dude, I gave up the Facebook. Like I'm done. We're thing, we're back in business. Everything's back up. I gave up the Facebook. Like I definitely had a in the beginning of Corona, I was talking some shit on Facebook.
2: But if you're a business owner, right? Like, I don't know about that. Like, you
0: know, you, it wasn't you, you, smart. You
2: show your political side, like whether you're left or you're right by the things you say on Facebook. Right. Yep. And it's like, yo, like, is it, is it a good idea? Am I going to gain business or lose business from this? In the restaurant business, I feel like if I you know, take show my political side, um, you lose business. I mean, and there was there's a gentleman from New Jersey that I know that actually got ousted out of his restaurant, front page news, like, because he said some things that were taken as racist. And it was like, you know, he was, that's it. Done. See you later. Cancel.
0: Yeah. Well, you know? we have a podcast. So. Yeah, we get, we start saying shit all the time. If somebody yeah. wants to go back and say something about what I've said, come see me. Well,
1: I, I think. I think people in our business, they take the authenticity, whether they agree or not, is just another... The more you can see our business as humans, mm-hmm. like customers and homeowners, can in, as us as builders, it's not like an entity. It's not like a publicly traded company that's building homes. They're people, and if they can see more people, so far, so good. I think mm-hmm. if I had right?
0: a brick-and-mortar business, like a restaurant different. or something that's sold like on volume, Widgets. I would definitely... Be different on that uh we are privileged to build for a select group of people yep. and you know it it has seemingly benefited us from being as honest as possible
2: yeah and people i think people like that you know the whole thing like you, you don't stand for anything you stand for nothing i mean you know people do like i to think you do have to stand for stands, you know see you state. you know oh, i like that people they see you people's like you know see you stand for something they know they know they know who you are they know what you stand for they know what you, what you they may not in. agree and they may not agree and i do know have other friends and other businesses in sales um, like a our, our mutual friend of ours who actually thrives because he has a side and because a lot of people in his business are that side. So, um, and I do have another friend that, that owns, you know, a gym in our town that, you know, that is a Trump delegate, and he's able to put his side out there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, and some people don't like it.
1: You know what, you though? Know? And it's just that, that is that. Don't, and that people don't that. like it, if you have a good business and you're busy and they don't like it, you know what? If they can't distinguish between a disagreement in political views because that doesn't necessarily define you as a person mm-hmm. and it shouldn't. You should be able to have your own views out there, talk about them, debate, like love to have debates on the on our show and other things like when you run into people and if they can't distinguish between that and you as a good business owner, so what?
0: Well, that's like the benefit of have in the podcast is you, you very rarely sit down and like have a conversation with anybody Mm -hmm. anymore it's a lot of battling so one of our goals was like well if people start listening to like us having reasonable conversations even if you and i disagree it would be you know possibly an example for other people to be like hey look like these are two people two educated people disagreeing on a topic and you know they're going to have chick-fil-a after this like it's fine everything's okay people
2: should be able to have healthy dialogue about their about their political beliefs and you know and not cause a war and you know, I saw a lot of friends like being you know, like, Oh, I'm gonna unfriend you and this other thing. Well, maybe if you just talked in person and you had like a healthy debate and you had an open mind and be able to listen to their to their side and then voice yours and respect each other's maybe you agree to disagree and that's fine. But that's part of human interaction, we, conversation. We've lost it's, that. It's and, and it's sad to see people like immediately judge someone because they like Trump or don't like Trump. Well, I oh you don't like oh, you like Trump, I'm gonna tell you everything about you you have this characteristic, that characteristic, these are your morals, these are, you know, it's like, yo, you're going to judge me based on my political belief? Like, everything about me? What if I'm an independent-minded thinker? I just lean far, lean more this way.
0: This right? time around. Like, Who says any, next is, time Is, is yeah. anybody
2: independent? I mean, it seems like everybody's over here, and everybody's over here. Like, let's you know you should be able to at least acknowledge because we have to pick a cause to side because you have to pick a side doesn't mean you can't understand someone else's side and be like yeah oh, I, I get you i don't agree with you but I, but i i get you or maybe you can actually convince someone that that your side you know has a valid point
1: fucking trying it's so hard <laughs> it is so hard that's a, sure you see
0: are, that you see that a lot though with people that just they're like you know what you're you're on that team or whatever and they're just like i don't even want to talk to you and i'm I mean, that's so counterintuitive. You would, you should seek out that person more to have conversations with. Like, why would you want to have conversations with people you agree with all the time? What are you guys going to say? It's like, yeah, you're Trump. Yep, yeah, yep, yep, Trump, yep I man. agree. I, and it's like your conversation's like over then at that point. When I find that like if you disagree, even just a little bit, like at whatever capacity, it, it kind of makes for a better time. In my, it, that's just kind of weirdly me. I'm like, let's see what you got. Let's see what you think about.
2: I mean, I hate to say it and I hate to, you know, to make this comment, but I feel like just a lot of people of just below average intelligence just all coming together in a group and feeling like they, they have a, they're coming there for like a common goal. And it's like if you know, if you're, if you have, if you're an intelligent person, you're able to understand exactly your, your point. You don't want to surround yourself by people who constantly are yes men and agree with you. You know, you're only going to grow as a person if you're talking to people who have different views <laughs> or, have, or have different skills or so.
0: You he know, listens I, to, He listens to the most liberal radio channels in his truck. I'll get in, and it'll be like, I'll be like, why and are you listening? He's like, oh, I want to hear what they have to say. And I'm like, oh, I okay. do it all day long. Okay. Yeah. Helps, it
1: helps me with arguments when I start yeah. to argue against someone that I don't agree with because I know what they're going to say. Because I think what you're saying is everyone's so one level. No one actually dips into the facts. And I can give you a, a perfect example how the right wing did it the other day. Uh, AOC, whatever her fucking name is alexandra cortiz she was put onto the the national democratic national convention to nominate they have to nominate in motion first and seconds for both sanders and biden right so she was on the fucking thing saying like i second the nomination for sanders and a lot of people on the right posted the video as if she was an idiot like they were confused but That's just another example how no one actually pays attention to what they're actually doing and like the procedure and protocol. And so if people could just sit down and learn a little bit more what they're talking about, I think conversation would be even better. Well,
2: I think you said a funny word there. You said facts. And (laughs) I think that people are getting their facts from,
1: you know, social media
2: and they're seeing these statistics and people are, I'm getting these reposts from people that are obviously fake stats. And you just want to be like, you, do you not see that 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 date is wrong? That's in the future. That doesn't. Like, that's day. It was, that was dated for October of 2020. I'm like, it was like a, a, a fake Twitter comment from someone, and it was like you know, I'm like well, they couldn't even put the date right. I mean, like it was, yeah. it's comical. Like some of the stuff that you see, but people believe it to be fact because they saw that. Well, where did you get that stat? Like I'll tell you, and you'll repeat it to you, and now it's and now it's a stat. Now it's a fact, you know. And whereas where did I see it? Does he ask me where, where I saw it? Did I see it on a real news, news network? Or did I see yeah, it on any. my social media? Is there a real news network now? I mean, you can watch, you can have CNN on one TV and Fox News on, on another reporting on the same thing or not reporting on something that they're, they're reporting on. So you don't even know what you're seeing anymore. As the American public, I don't even think knows what the real deal is anymore. Do we know?
1: Well, all we know is Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> we <should> certainly know <laughs> that. <Yeah>, Let's <well, laughs> take a rocket side. Somebody that didn't want that guy to live anymore. Definitely fucking <laughs> not. So, what do you, what you, got do you a guys A lot of secrets about a lot of people. So, what do you, what do you guys think is going to happen with the restaurant industry moving forward? Do you, they, you seem to be doing pretty well because you got the takeout. Yeah. Do you see a lot of other restaurants really struggling to where they're not going to make it? Do you know firsthand? Because yeah, what I'm th- th- hearing is, how. what was that stat you said the other day that you probably got from Instagram? Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no. it
0: wasn't. I, I heard that.
1: the 25% of restaurants are going to go to
2: business.
0: No, it wasn't the stat. It was one out of, was it the one out of 50 people are active on social media?
1: No, no. It was like, it was, it was f-
0: 70, 70 something percent. It was based upon the people, the PPP no, it was re- loan. It was about,
1: yeah, it was about restaurants going of business. Yeah,
0: so they, for somehow based upon the PPP loan applications, they like, assess the financial standings of most restaurants and they were expecting like this time next year worst case scenario we could lose up to 70 percent of like food is food based service businesses which isn't necessarily restaurants the, the, the in the traditional sense
2: so the places that are thriving right now are going to be your takeout oriented places your pizzerias uh yeah. burger spots Chipotle's killing it i mean like these types of businesses that are quick to go easy uh, easy on apps. People like to go on their phones and click, 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 and get the food delivered to their house or their business, whatever. Um, so those businesses, I feel like, we're going to be okay. Um, the restaurant businesses, the bigger ones, and the ones that are, it's really tough, and even the, in, you could say argue the smaller ones too, because they they don't haven't had the seats at twenty five percent capacity. Jersey restaurants haven't been open. Can these seasonal businesses, the Jersey Shore, uh, you know, restaurants, Hamptons restaurants, can they survive this? I mean, they just missed the whole summer season. For, I mean, you forget. To, I'm just, I'm just. That's a small little microcosm for the whole country and all the touristy areas and summer areas in the, in this country that people flock to in the, in the summertime and are only seasonal. And don't make it year round. Well,
0: LA has been totally still shut down.
2: And they're like, can who's going to survive? So where? What? I just got a, a notification that they are working on another round of funding specific to restaurants. Um, Brian Fitzpatrick's a friend of mine, the congressman, and he, he sent me a link that they are working on restaurant-specific funding, um, which would be huge. Another round of PPP loan or whatever it is. So this on the state level? Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, no, on the federal level. Um, but they – I don't know what it's going to inhale. The thing that I read said restaurants that do $1.5 million or less in a year, that's not a whole lot of restaurants. Most restaurants do more than that. Um,
1: yeah, So it was a low number The bar for a restaurant What, like 5 million a year? 3 million? Yeah,
0: most 3 five? are like Probably well, I mean, to 5 It's based upon your employees like, so you Well, yeah, but you that's, right? that was
2: what they That's the thing I saw now I don't, I mean, obviously they're, He said that they're probably Going to up that I, I said that to him I said, that doesn't seem right 1.5 million dollars or less In revenue to be eligible For the loan It's like a food truck Right? So I was like, yo, it's like, you know, he said, oh, yeah, they're probably going to increase that. So what the good news is that they're working on restaurant-specific funding because otherwise that's that stat of sev- of whatever it is, 70% of restaurants could, could go under. is could be very true. I mean, how many people can survive? How many restaurants were, were well-run to begin with, have an established following? Uh, what's the rent situation? Do they have rent? Or, do they, or
1: do they own the bricks? And, like, and where and where, what kind of income class people are in the area of those restaurants, right? So a, a
2: gentleman from um, – uh, who has a, a big – Basically, like a big commercial real estate guy came into my restaurant the other day, and he said that, you know, it's funny. All the restaurants in Newtown are doing, and Newtown, the Bucks County are doing very well. At places, restaurants he has in other areas, not so much. Yeah. So I guess it depends on what demographic you're in, what area you're yeah. in. I was very specific. I mean, I Newtown is a bubble. I mean, it's not it's We not live real. in a It, it really sure. is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not quite the real, it's not a good example of what's going on in the rest of the country. Restaurant-wise, for sure. So it's tough for me to see. Um, and no, but I have, you know, cousins that have restaurants at the Jersey Shore, uh, and they're obviously scared for this. Um, you know, there's so many, there are so many factors here. What happens? No one knows. Will this funding come out? Will restaurants be able to reopen at more capacity inside once fall winter hits? Will we have another shutdown?
1: Mm-hmm. They're, they're talking about if uh, if the Democratic candidate gets elected. Um, he's talking. They're talking about, like, in the beginning of the year, once he takes over, he's going to do, like, a massive shutdown again, possibly to... to Completely curb the the Facebook cases. Facebook tell you that? No, no, that was this is definitely talking points.
2: Yeah, but, the, the, but this is and that so <clears> that would be an argument on like for like you know to vote right to vote for Trump. Like, like Bu- hey, don't don't be you know don't get this place country shut down Bucks, again.
1: Bucks County is a very good predictor of who's gonna win the election. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but mm-hmm. Bucks County can that. predict like how Bucks County goes in the certain areas of it and in the certain areas of Pennsylvania it's like a 90% predictor of who's going to win the presidential race.
0: It was a there was an article in one of the national newspapers about last it. year about how Bucks County is the place to watch for next year's election yes. and I was like let me let me read this no, and it, then I read through it, it and I I was true. it was cuz you was have such a
1: mix of people in Bucks County anywhere from your suburbanite to your you have a little higher density down towards Ben Salem, you know, you get up towards like you got a lot of manufacturing as you get north into this into the county, and uh, a lot yeah, of rural.
2: I don't think people realize how vast Bucks County is and how yeah. many different demographics demographics that actually exist in yeah. Bucks County. So, you're, you know, to your point, you're absolutely right, it probably has a really good predictor.
1: So, if you're out there, vote whether by mail.
0: Absentee ballot. <laughs> let's just. Promote you voting. sound so just like <laughs> You sound so cheesy. Yo, oh, go go care. vote. If you carry your vote. You let's c- not. Do, let's not argue, friends. Let's vote.
2: Just they, vote. I mean, you know, and the thing too is, I mean, if you look at the Vegas odds right now, so apparently, you know, well, you of, can bow. Yeah, Oh, Yeah, yeah we here couple, we go. We have a couple friends that like to gamble, right? To yeah. a <laughs> so one, yeah. one one friend yeah, of ours took took Trump pre-COVID at minus two hundred. He was favored, right? Favored. Post-COVID, right? Biden's minus one forty. He's favored, so it's like that. Just shows you the shift that the obviously the protests and riots, which are a whole other ball game we can get into, but you know the protests and the and the and the riots and the COVID have done to Trump's chances of getting reelected. He was like you know everything was smooth sailing, great economy. He's going to get elected. He's favored. Now it's all this uncertainty, so he's not not favored anymore. So Vegas has him as an underdog now.
1: Which Vegas is a pretty good Vegas, predictor. Vegas is. How do they, I would fucking do it with basketball games where they they
2: don't play around with these. With these I, don't, lines, I don't understand man. There's how they the get so here. close.
0: We're not so going to talk times. too much about yeah, yeah. about the gambling yeah. uh, <laughs> the gambling but, uh, world here right but, now.
2: But anyhow, that's just. I'm, but, like the point was that you know there's been a, there's been a shift. There is a favorite. So anybody thinks Trump's going to win on a landslide, uh, and they're not going to vote because they think that he's not. I, I mean, probably. be- I
1: mistaken. don't know many people who support Trump aren't going to vote. Like, I don't think anyone who supports Trump is going to sit at home. Yeah. Right? The question is, does the other side show up? Because they did not in the 2016 election. Like, they thought Clinton was going to win a landslide. They didn't show up. I don't know. Watch That's the lines. A lot lines. of people
2: hate this guy now at this point. That's the thing. So you're going to get some yeah, people
1: You, out you get a lot of people that are like, I hate him so bad, it doesn't matter who's on the other side. I was like, well, they pretty much picked the worst possible candidate on yeah, the other side. Yeah, how did they do
2: that? The it's actually pretty impressive that they're able to put these, that they get another election and it's just a not He's just part of the
1: candidate.
0: He's just, What do you think? Like the What do you think the fitness industry is going to do in something like this?
2: So I actually um, – uh, some friends of mine from North Jersey have friends that have gyms, and they don't even know what they're doing right now. They're crying the blues. They're hurting financially. Their families are hurting. It's a bad scene You got Jersey. those those guys that a got put in jail. Bad scene. Those guys got, got, got put in jail. I mean, you know, Murphy apparently, I said he announced this week that he's making gym opening and indoor dining a priority to go over this week. I thought he was going to announce something end of this week. But maybe next week, I think he's going to reopen gyms with some parameters. And I think he's going to open up indoor dining in Jersey by next week. I really do. He has to. At this point in time, the, the numbers in Jersey, if you look at the graph, it's a joke. You're talking about one of those densely populated, the most densely populated state in the country with cases in the hundreds. I mean, you know, and this has been going on for a couple months. It's been like flat. Think they got nothing. So, how do, you, how do you justify killing these small businesses, these gyms and these restaurants, these people that worked their whole lives to establish financial security for themselves, put their, their life on the line? And but think about it. Uh, you. Have no more your your finances are hurt. You you can't. Your kids' education suffers, right? Your your home life suffers. Everything. Your stress level. You know. So it's like you know. At this point in time, they have to. I don't know why Murphy's waited this long. I have no idea. I the said numbers something. aren't <laughs> there. They're not there. I'm sorry. They're not there.
0: The begin in the New beginning in New York too. Same same. A lot of states. L A
2: too. You know. I mean? Even
1: uh, Philadelphia. You can't endorse dining. Exactly. Oh, you know? I didn't know that.
2: My brother-in-law has a bar there, and now they can't have indoor dining. You got to be have people out. there. Off the out from the tables, no more serving after ten o'clock. Ten o'clock set. So you know in most, once again in most
1: restaurants make a lot of money on alcohol. Wine sales. So my bar's closed,
2: right? So I'm used to yeah. doing music outside, having a full bar for happy hour, maybe after dinner, after dinner drinks. Not only can they not go to the bar, once they're done eating, I have to give them their check. You can't have alcohol on the table and no food. Yeah, we found that out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we found so that. So what a,
2: what a horrible experience. Now, I'm, now listen, I. Like I tried to, to twist dying.
0: Amy's elbow with with our friend Dan the other day when we we came in real there's, quick. There's she Amy, Amy looked at me. Yeah. Was we oh, that what you guys went yeah. with Dan? Oh, geez. And um, it was just me and Dan for this time. It wasn't the whole crew. And um, Dan was like, "Come on, sweetie, I'm not doing his Dan thing." And I'm like, "Let's get the mozzarella. Let's, yeah, just, let's like I'm not I'm not making a scene here, Dan. Just Shut up. Let's give you. If you want a drink, you gotta." What do you, uh, why why is that? They just don't want people hanging out and
1: drinking. Uh,
2: I'm going to tell you the reason why because you have to make these rules for everybody and for the masses. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, listen, I'm not going to take away people's freedom completely. Go out and dine, have a couple cocktails. But I don't want you drunk out in public. I don't want you congregating out of bar, close talking, sharing drinks, lingering. You know, here, take a take a head off my Ooh. cigarette or vape pen. And, you know, getting close talking. You know, when people get drunk, they hug, they kiss, they they're they're high five and whatever it is. You know, people people get they're doing drunk. Their systems, they're, they're, right. they're 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 their their inhibitions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Their <laughs> inhibitions are down, so they're liable to do things that could spread COVID. So the the, the concept and idea is for the worst places. The ones that they don't want—they don't want people congregating at the bars in groups close to each other, reaching in for a drink next to somebody else, breathing on them, and they don't want people getting drunk and acting stupid.
1: It's that armpit sweat it, that they don't want dripping in the drink. It's it's, Very dangerous. but you
2: know That's what it's what? doing
0: to what it's doing to the bar <laughs> business here, right? This kid's from Montana. They drip drip sweat in each other's drinks. That's you
1: fine. never had someone drip sweat out their fucking arm. Not Come in on, my man. drink, bro. It's I, don't any why, man. I d-
0: defense strong drink defense. You ever been roofied? What? What are they? No. (laughs) (laughs) I heard there's
1: a place in. uh, Should I be insulted? insulted? Should I be insulted that I've never been roofied? (laughs) Wait, isn't it like the What is that? Is it the Magic Garden? What's that place? The Green something. The The Green Parrot. The Green Parrot's apparently
0: a roofie place. Oh yeah. Well, it's a college bar. Is it? It's like Newtown's College Bar. I would say.
2: Uh, yeah, I would say yeah. That, that's Does a Newtown young, have a college? more of a young person bar. No, it's got a community college. Well, when the kids college. come, when <laughs> the kids come, yeah, correct. When the kids come back from school, they, they, you know, they hang there.
0: Yeah, Bucks County Community College—that's their spot. Green Parrot. They're yeah.
2: predominantly a bar. I was there last last Friday, and I felt so bad. I walked in there, and there was like, you know, there's like 20 people. Yeah, Friday right. night, I'm like, man, it's a sin. Like this place be packed right now, and I mean packed. So you're just, you know, you see every time you go out now, it's con. It's a. It's a the sad part is, the a constant reminder every time you go out that what's going on and it's sad and, and as a business owner as anyone you walk into places now and they're not like they used to be i was down in avalon you know for a weekend and i'm going to places that i know thrive in the summertime and they're just it's, desolate. They're sad. it's sad you know what i mean it's like man like wow i feel you know you feel for these people because you're trying know to go to for. the
1: jersey shore to ocean city to the boardwalk not my, not very much fun everything's closed arcades yeah. are closed yeah
2: what's the effect that have on kids you know what i mean like what about the what about the they kids fuck, a lot of people it's that miserable.
1: went that that do that Going down to Ocean Sea, they say they hate their they hated their vacation. It was horrible.
2: Yeah. And I have gotten the vibe too. A lot of people have stuck around here. I mean, we've thankfully we're blessed with a beautiful outside area. So, you know, we've had a lot of people, you know, obviously since this has started, you know, being busy year, you know, all, all week long because people are around now. They're taking advantage of these homes that they have, you know, they used to were taking vacations to Europe in the summertime or to the shore. They're sticking around. And you know they're, they're, and that's why they're, and they're going to some of these Bucks County restaurants. But the sure is busy. But I don't know what these people are doing down there. I guess they're partying in houses. But think about that—you got people partying 15, 20, 30 people in a house all summer long. Cases near zero. Mm, it's a little suspect.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
2: You expected like a Jersey to have a meet. Come on now, Jersey's not going to have a spike it. Yeah, the it has summer?
1: all these people coming yeah. from it. Yeah,
2: coming back to Bucks County. I, I don't, I don't know. think
1: Europe wants people vacationing th- anymore, and they won't let you in.
2: Yeah, well you're not allowed to go to Europe now. Yeah. yeah, they they've uh, a Let's lot see, of places like, have like islands have even like Bahamas uh a yeah. lot of like British Virgin Islands they have um, a visa. Yeah, they're making it real difficult for people
1: from the United States to go anywhere. Can't
2: even go to Mexico or Canada. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh
1: you can go
0: to Mexico. Mexico you got to uh, fly in,
2: you can't drive in, I think.
0: Yeah, he flies in, but he also owns uh, a couple one they of don't have the Tijuana people. One of our buddies uh will, we won't say properties. his name. He, he he owns a town in Mexico. He's pretty much the mayor. We're not kidding. He's like he's like look he, we how many properties he owned in this in this town was drastically understated, and what we discovered was he's the mayor. He's practically the mayor when he shows up. We're like, that's pretty cool. What? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, you don't tell anybody. <laughs> Here we you are. Got, but you got to be well. I mean, nobody knows who he is. Yeah. But um, what really? uh, going going back to like you, you've been in business for yourself for a long time. Your whole life. Your dad was in business for himself. You grew up entrepreneurial what would you and i knew you pretty young in your business career or like just growing up and what would you say as a business owner like the biggest thing that you thought was important then that you found out like wasn't really that important
2: um
0: I know that's a tough question. Man, that is a But tough like, I, like I like I just like thought cuz like there's very few people we that have come in here that have like started in leadership at such a young age and then stayed in kind of like the same area and develop like you've obviously changed so well, much. So I was
2: I was 25 years old when I was put into a position to run a restaurant. Um obviously tough to garner respect from people at a young age. Age is a huge factor when it comes to management. Um people um, people even lie about their age of management because they want to, you know, seem older. Um, but you know, for me coming into a, to a place like that, it really just involved, um, building a staff. Like I thought if I was just there all the time and I put the time in that things were going to run smoothly, you have to make some really hard decisions. You have to know who is there and is on your side and has a good attitude and wants to better your business and who does not, and who could care less in getting those people out of there because realizing that they actually hurt you Let way me, more. You, you know, get rid of the weed. You have to. Um, and I think that was a hard thing initially was having, was realizing what people were really there that were on your side uh, and how important that that staff actually is and how important it is to create this this, this feeling. Like people like, I had someone in management one time say, you know, why do people come to work every day for you? I said, to make money. He goes, that's on the list, but that's not why they come to work for you. They come to work for you specifically because you probably treat them with respect. You create a sense of teamwork. You know, you are create an atmosphere for them that they feel comfortable to work in. And these are all important things to people. You can make money anywhere, especially in the restaurant business, as a server or bartender. Why are people going to stay working for you, with you? Um, and the longer people stay working for and with you, the more they build up relationships with the clientele. And then that clientele not only comes in to see me, or my father, or my mother, but they also come in to see my staff members, my hostess, my other managers, my bartender, my server. So, you know, you're creating an atmosphere. Those of regulars, those writing, yeah. re- they're that's critical. For, for me... Especially
0: now. Take or out. like a Monday night, if you're working those, like, you, at his his restaurant, you, like, you have to know someone who works there. I don't know if it's still like that, but for, there was a long period of time where you had to know someone who was inside La Stala to get a job at La Stala Because it was like the place to work because of like any night of the week you could do well and what people kind of i think undervalued was like any night of the week you could see the same person on monday you could have the same five tables every monday the uh and that's where you were making your money you were building it with the like the people coming in the people at least it wasn't always me getting the regulars but i would see the other servers bartenders like having the same people come in and take care of them i'm like that's it's building that person that, like, hey, like, tonight's slow, and then next thing you know, I would see the guy pull his phone out and text, like, all of his regulars and be like, hey, you, like, what do you, you, you want to come in tonight? Mm-hmm. And those people had the ability to, like, make money at night or just take what they got. Yeah, I mean, the there was, difference. there's,
2: there's money to, to be made, and then, you know, recognizing, you know, what you had said earlier about people leaving Lestal and going on to really successful careers, like, understanding that some people that are, that are working for you are working towards degree, degree. You know, working with their schedule and making sure they can achieve that, that success, introducing people to the integral people that they know could help them in their field. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to mentor people. Obviously, you know, seeing Andrew's success is really is awesome because, you know, I knew him when he was much, much younger. Uh, he knew me when I was much, much younger. We were totally different versions of ourselves now at this point in our, in our life, each achieving success in our own way. Me, obviously, staying in the, in the restaurant business, him leaving to do his thing, his dream. But, you know, people do it for finance and sales and everything else under the sun. And, you know, that, And that's, that's a nice thing to see in my field is that not, it's not everybody's going to stay. The ones that stay are, are great, obviously, because they're with you for an even yeah. a longer period of time. And some are with you maybe a few years. But then they, then they achieve success in something else. Now they come in and dine with me. The, you know uh, what I mean? It's, it, it's you know, it, it's it's part of the I, business. And to trap people in your business and they make them feel like they're either not worth anything else beyond this or, or, or to put them down in some way. It's not good.
1: I mean, one, one of one of the best quotes I ever gotten, Like, if someone leaves you to go to another job that's very similar, or they're not going to better themselves, but people leave managers; they don't leave the job, right? Correct. Because they can go anywhere and do like the same thing. Because you're not at that unique that there's nothing else out there that they can work in. Mm. It's more or less they leave the manager. And I, you know, through my years, I've seen some 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 large attrition. I've seen some some very loyal people, but. The people that always leave, you always look and say, you know, in the beginning when you're you know new at it, you're like, what, what did they do that they had to leave? Like, why did they leave? What did they do? And then once you get a little more experience, you start to say, okay, what did I do? What did I do that made them leave? And you have to every time you lose somebody that you're like, damn, I really thought they were on the fucking team. Like, what happened? You really got to turn it. You got to turn it inward and be like, what did we
0: do to fuck this person? We actually have a a situation um, where we had we have two of our top guys that came from another company and like, I I know the owner of that other company and there's now some bad blood between us because of the situation. And, and I'm never going to have the opportunity and I'm probably never going to say anything to them. But in reality, like I didn't enslave these two guys and bring them over to our company. Like something they were doing wrong over there or we were doing different over here was the differentiating factor in their decision. So like if you don't have the ability, it took me the longest time to like honestly look at myself in the mirror or like driving the truck in silence and be like, today I fucked up. The, today this was me like and honest like for the when you're younger and immature like you you make this you like you put it off or like you might know it in a little in a little sense but you're still you still try and avoid it and i'm like how unfortunate it is for like another business owner that like i know to just completely act like they had no hand in their like it's my fault that those people should like i'm like how how like detached are you that you think like you're not reflecting at all, obviously. And I, I would think in business or in at least management, like being being able to like say you're sorry or like apologize or like make acknowledge when you've made a mistake to your team is like maybe the pinnacle of that. Yeah,
2: I think that's something that really that the experience in management really brings you that ability to really know and think inward like you said and know like, wait, what did I do? Sometimes the littlest thing you might say to someone um, can, them, can yeah. really – they can harbor that resentment for quite some time. So being very aware on how you treat people um, and being able to say I'm sorry, bringing our, our, our conversation in full circle about being able to apologize and say, listen, I, I I was in the wrong. I'm really starting to mean to disrespect you in front of others, uh, acknowledge that you did something wrong, and allow that person to put that resentment aside rather than them go home home with that, think about it, and eventually down the road quit. And why did they why did they leave you? You're right. They left the manager that yeah. didn't that didn't want to admit that he was wrong because he was too prideful. And if you ask me, what difference what age has brought me, I don't know if I had that ability at 25. Um, I, I know, I'm sure there was people that had um, um, thought a certain way way about me because I had I had a moment with them that I didn't acknowledge later later on because I didn't think it was a big deal to them, and it, and it maybe was. I yeah.
1: So, I, I think there's a lot of rea- a lot of actions that you do that pe- people when they work for you they pay attention to, um, and one of the biggest things that I. That, you know, we, we we try to figure out together, Andrew and I, as business partners, is not flexing the boss card pretty much ever, right? You really don't want to flex that. Everyone has a role to do, right? We all have a certain role that we have to do. As long as everyone performs on their role, there should be no need to say, like, I'm the boss. You're doing this because I said – like, you really – if you get to that point, you've messed up as a manager. Oh, without question. Right? So, you know, job titles, I think job titles are for the corporate world. I really do I, or I think, email signatures or email signatures i think just you just you're a person that works in a company there is a hierarchy if you need a hierarchy to be based on responsibilities and, and making calls in the field but everyone has a role and everyone has to work together as a team and on that role.
0: we have the perfect example of that uh one of our guys went on vacation um i think last week and he was in, he was wrapping up a project that kind of like went into that week that he was going on vacation. And I was going to bring another one of the other guys in to like wrap it up for him. And that client was so adamant that he was willing to wait whatever time for that guy to come back from vacation. And I was, it was putting me in an inconvenient position. Cause I was like, look, I really need to get this, this buttoned up. Like we need, I need, I need him. So going someplace else next week. But it was also like a moment of like great pride. Cause I was like, we have created people and given them responsibility and you know, the wherewithal to create relationships with our clients where like our clients are, you know, it, it kind of all like, I don't need to be there. I don't like everybody's like, it, it's nice. I that's don't know the, how to explain the, it.
2: That's the, ult- the ultimate sign of, of good management is not needing to be there. Knowing that you've developed a team
0: mm-hmm.
2: that is able to kind of represent you in that way. Yeah. Uh, and, and, the, and
1: yeah, and I of, was really happy. And about a lot of that. people can't get there. Like when they, some, some people don't want to give up that control. But when you, when you can focus and you can give up that, you can say, look, that, that, that guy has our best interest at heart and they can work with the work with the customer and we can kind of ste- take a step back
0: and do what we do. That's huge. You're right. It's, it's yeah, big. he's 95% out on his, I mean, there's, there's we no support him. that. I mean, yeah.
2: owners with an ego can prevent that from happening. They want to be the guy and they don't want their chef to be the guy or their server to be the guy. There are people that come to the restaurant that know my servers and or my chef and or a bartender better than they even know me. Um, you know, they've, you know, so it's, and that's fine. And I, that's not a problem for me. I actually love it because I don't, it makes me feel like I don't have to be there all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, and that's, and if a good you're just it would be, it would be successful. exhaustive be, if
0: you were the only reason yeah, why people I, I were I don't want in. that. I don't yeah. want that. It's a that's team. A like it's
2: a team. And you know, I don't care if it's if me or a, uh, a dishwasher or a busser or, or my chef, somebody doesn't show up. It's, like, it's a problem. So, I mean, you're right. Every, everybody. You know, it's, it's a team effort. And, you know, and if they, you know to, to have it to be an egotistical owner um, who, does, who wants to, like, you know, pull that on the owner card all the time or I'm around the manager card, that doesn't work at all. People don't like to be put down. That's why I would, don't never, respond well to that.
0: I would never name a business after myself. Like, I would never ma- name it, like, Andrew Man Construction. Because, like, very early on when I saw people who's, I'm like, you, you have 15 people working for you. You don't seem like you work that much anymore. All these people are the team. Like, It seemed kind of fraudulent, to me at least, yeah. to name something. I mean, sometimes there's a reason to do it when you have branding and you're a celebrity or something like that. Yeah, it's, a,
2: like, it's, a, it's a father-son thing passed down. And like, it had The name is there to, for things, Yeah, it's like it's John
0: like, and sons paving. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have three daughters and no sons. You messed that up. <laughs> I know people that have done that, that like started out, and they're like, oh, I'm going to start a business yeah. like for my kids. Like ended up not having any sons
1: you know the best thing you can do for your kids let them start a business and work in it for them
0: what you start the business or they start the no business?
1: they start the business is yours like let's say my son goes i want to be a landscaping business at 15 because that's what most 15 year olds do or 13 or 14. mow lawns yeah mow fucking lawns so look you start the business i'll work in your business to get you going and it's your business mm. right that way you don't have to deal with all that bullshit, and, like, and they can they can have their own thing, because one of the hard parts is... What bullshit?
0: You don't have to pay for college, because he's mental. <laughs> I don't think
1: we're going to have to pay for college in 10 years anyway. I think college is going to be out, out the
0: door. I think it's going to change. The way, the way things are going right now. If anybody knows what YouTube is, college is already out the door.
1: Did you learn how to fit? You got a fucking fish
0: the other day after of YouTube. Figure I literally... Yeah, out. I YouTubed it. I, I was in dicks. I knew nothing about fishing rods. I wanted a fishing rod. <sighs> I think forty forty five minutes later, my wife will verify. I was ca- I caught a little baby fish right out of <laughs> Lake yeah. After. Second cast, she was like, "Oh my God, that was quick!" And I was like, "I was like, yeah, I'm a man." <laughs> <laughs> it was a dude. I pulled it out, and it was like literally fit in my hand. She was. It's
2: a right, little fish though. When you tell that story though, it's a lot bigger.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nah, there's pictures. I can't. <laughs>
2: Yeah, too much. Too many pictures un- today. Keeps me honest. It's a issue. Yeah, yeah. Too much, too much evidence. You can't fabricate anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> There's
0: no how, more good stories, right? How like cool would, would it not? have been? Don't, don't,
2: don't let the truth get in the way of a good story yeah. ever. No,
0: no, definitely not. How cool would it, like, I think about that sometimes. Like, what would it have been like back in the day? And it wasn't even that long ago, I've if you think about day. it. You could just, you know. I forget what it, who Lee, who Lee the name the it was phone with the behind to just drive around. No you, can get ahold of you. you hear you hear stories of like guys having families, and like not even an hour away in a different town has a second family. Like I'm not kidding, <laughs> I'm not making that up. I've <laughs> i heard, like again. you know this happened. Here's something to say. Then. I mean, <laughs>
2: that happened back in the day a lot. I mean, these guys. I mean, these towns. They have you also I like, you know, barely got, see
0: the family I have. Like. This is like,
2: there was no, there was no tracking, (laughs) phone tracking. There was no, uh, no you say you, you, you left the house, you left the house, you came home, you came home. What you you did in that interim, nobody knew. So, you know, there was another world back then, you know, for that.
0: So you got to appreciate though. Like I, I feel that we, in at least in this room, we all grew up with a little bit of video games, a little bit of cell phones and then the Blackberries. But other than that, like we all grew up in pretty. Un- uncorruptible times. It was
2: it was simpler times without without the phones, for sure. You let people actually engage one another. In my business, I mean, I've seen a shift, an awful shift. I mean, you know, people that are sitting down at a table, the whole phone zombies just staring, you know, at their phones instead of engaging each other. It's yeah. mm-hmm. problems with the nightclub scene now. It's problems with you know, any type of social right, Anyone social that scene. goes to a concert.
1: Just, so- and just, Concerts. I mean, oh, it's the you worst. Gonna, are going to watch, watch this fu- fucking video yeah. ever? No. That you're taking on your phone? Andrew's like, dude, they're going to do a professional production that you can just buy should, at the end. Do
0: we, we just went lose to. lose
1: yourself in the
2: music. Just feel good and, like, you know,
1: I get, get your money's worth. I did Hysworth. something the other night that I, that I think had a profound effect on my sleeping habits. I always put my phone when I sleep on do not disturb. But I know if it's an emergency, that call's coming through. I think that's stuck in my subconscious so I couldn't get into deep sleep because I have been woken up numerous times with, like, apartment building leaks or fires or whatever it is. And it's a horrible feeling when you get woken when up. When it at, rains, John doesn't sleep. When it, at 3 a.m., it's like, fuck. But I put my phone inside that little sleeve thing that I bought that cuts off everything to the phone. Dude, I slept like a baby because I think my subconscious knew I couldn't get woken up by my phone.
0: I think I'll get one of those little sleep pockets. Even though
1: I haven't been woken up in an emergency in a what is year this or secret two. Little
0: pocket so, do you know what a Faraday cage is? No. no. So, a Faraday, I, what's his name? John Faraday or something? Like, a Faraday yeah. cage is something that, like, they, they would. <laughs> so, like, this room, yeah, it's real kinky. The dude's a dork. <laughs> yeah, he chain you up. Um, basically, they would build a room out of metal or some sort of, like, like fencing or something to create a. Interference, so no cell phone or radio signals could get in and out of the room. So a lot of times in like government buildings that like handle sensitive information, you, when you go to have like your conference call or something, a lot of times those rooms are like wrapped in so some sort of metal so that there's no interference in or out. So you can't it's like, a like sleeve. So he has a little mini one, one of those.
1: Okay, your phone can't get anything. Even when your phone's off, they say like it still knows where the phone is. Mm-hmm. There's still a little electronic signature. This thing just goes in there. You got nothing. It's man. just
0: like a, it puts this little force field around your yeah, foot. Cause ghost mode. I like go full ghost, ghost, ghost mode cuz you as soon
1: as you bring it out, it powers up as if it was struggling for air and it's like beep, beep, beep. beep. Like, it hits you real hard, so you know that that phone is in there.
0: <laughs> your phone wakes up like it was struggling for air. <laughs> it does, dude.
1: It is immediate. It's not like a like one I'm, after the other. It is like all of them at one time because somewhere out there is trying to push to the you phone. With, you go with
2: your friends you, t- you tell your wife, yeah, she's like, I was trying to get in touch with you all night. Yeah, it was this Faraday cage. But I'm <laughs> you no explain what, so it. I'm just,
0: Sorry. You're going sh- straight to wife jail. Damn <laughs> <laughs> right right to, to the cage. cage
1: damn
0: cage it's like should i sleep on the couch no the garage <laughs> no but i
1: think that had a profound effect on my subconscious knowing that oh i think it did probably that fucking sl- I, I woke up wide awake i was like dude that was the best night sleep i've ever had i looked at the f- i had to wake up and pee it was like 1 a.m i was like fuck i just slept so good from whatever time i fell asleep
0: till now you I got did. a whole other night. So that whole story was predicated on the fact that you got like the greatest night's sleep. And I still woke up, and you anymore. woke up at one in the morning. <laughs> 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 the best sleep I ever had. <laughs> yeah, best best, best great, sleep dude. I ever had. <laughs> it's like a princess in the pee over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Checking out our hardware. Yeah, man, got a grenade over here. Yeah, dude. Funny story about that Timbo slice. Me and him, my little brother, were having an argument when we were kids. we were down on the shore, and I like, I, I tried to sneak him with a right. And I missed, got a caught him in the ear, and then he was running away from me. And I'm like, why is a kid running from a fight? So I ran after him. He grabbed that grenade off of his desk down at the shore, turned towards me, and I'm like, Oh no. He chucked that straight at my feet. I've never, I was like, you know when people shoot at your feet, you like do the yeah. dancing. That's what I was literally like, this grenade's coming, dude racked me right on the left foot. It's still this day. I still I still bring it up to him. Timbo move. mate. Um, yo, you're t- you're bigger than me. I'll level this playing field. I up <laughs> now. I messing up now.
2: Now he's now he's a trained. Now we trade <laughs> <Yeah>. for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Timmy's Captain America. But uh, yeah, man. You still going to the gym? How's uh, the gym? You
2: know what? I mean, it's the gym business is tough. Like, I mean, obviously, I know that. You know, I mean, you know, Jim Worthington, who owns the Newtown Athletic Club. I mean, he's dealing with a lot right now because people have frozen memberships. And I talked to someone in the office today. Um, and they had said, like, a lot of people were actually signing up, which is nice. Um, but I think a lot of people changed their routine. Like, the gym's about – health's about routine, right? So, like, you used to get up every day and go to the gym. Well, during quarantine, you got a Peloton. You got one of those mirrors. Maybe you started doing P90X. You got some dumbbells or something like that yeah. if you can find them. Um, changed and their People change their habits, and they haven't got back in the habit of going again. I don't think they and, are. And, and, or, and not they, or they don't feel safe. I mean, like, sweat all over the stuff. So, like, hey, I don't feel safe. Maybe I feel safe if my wife doesn't want me to go. Or my husband doesn't want me to go. Or my kids, I shouldn't go because my kids are at home. You never know the factors with people's homes with this, right? Mm-hmm. So there's fewer issues. I saw, so, I saw so the gym, the gym industry is going to suffer probably for as long as the restaurant industry.
1: The I saw voting on one of these fitness models that does like a lot of home stuff. They were doing gym stuff, then they do home stuff. But they put up a vote, and they they probably have like two or three million followers. That they have a decent following. This is: Are you going to return to the gym when it opened? 50-50. Wow. I thought that was. And it was late in the Instagram stories, like hour 20. It's kind of crazy because so you're talking about like maybe 500,000 people voting 50 50. That's 250,000 gym memberships right there,
0: gone. Yeah. That's There's that's a trainer. There was a trainer shit. that he, I don't think he works at the NAC anymore, the Newtown Athletic Club, based upon the situation. Is that what the NAC is? I see it all, all over Cl- cars and stuff. It n- seems like a cult. Uh, you probably, I don't know if you see it over cars. You might be making that up. Maybe um, see on the back. <laughs> Maybe definitely could sticker. be something else. But this dude that used to train at the NAC, um, his name is Mitchell Black. Um, hi Mitchell. He he opened. I definitely want to have him on the podcast because he recently started, um, blackout training. He bought an enclosed trailer, logo beautiful logo, set up the inside of the enclosed trailer as a mobile fitness center. So like he'll come. Like he has the full setup, I'm pretty house. sure. Idea, yeah. In the, so he can oh, be yeah. like, all right, like I'm gonna have ten people meet me at Tyler Park. Pulls his truck and van up. He's got the whole like he he's probably got the whole rogue setup in there. Just empties it out because you're gonna unload it Like it's the same thing as going to the it's gym. Smart. You stacking in it. That's, that's adapting. we we'll pull up and that is I, smart. He he's loves got, his life. He's now. got some good man. pictures taken. I'm definitely gonna clip this up and send it to him. Be like, hey man, come on the podcast. Talk fitness. But uh, a fucking brilliant idea! I well, saw that I was like That
1: is pivotal. It's like mobile haircut people now. I think most of my neighbors will continue getting their haircut in their garage because mm. it's just so it's so much more convenient. I like, used to get
2: the shag wagon like from, from Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> yeah. show, show up at that thing ready ready to do some grooming.
1: Dude, I like,
0: we we used to watch that movie so like too much. Oh my god! What's what's this?
2: But yeah, anything mobile now. Anything you're going to get to come to the house? I mean. You know, people, mobile yeah, vets, they, they like mobile. They got mobile vets, they got though. everything now, yeah. Tele- for, you don't go to the doctor anymore, you got a you go to tell doc, you know, they got
0: vet, they've got, they've got vet, yeah. um, mobile vet, not the, not the one that even comes to you, they've got like over the, the, like the camera vet visit, <laughs> they're like,
2: so backed up like, right sit, now, boy. You know, Like I have to get like, I have to get my dog spayed and we can't even get like, an appointment, they're okay, so backed oh, up, yeah. uh, mini golden
1: doodle, mm-hmm. I have two.
0: They're trained. Okay, yeah, they're they're my, trained. They're kids. Kids. You, I have
1: you, two you kids. You said that like you, re- I, have, I You me. really love your dog. I love my. Dude, kids. I never, th- I, I
0: never thought Mark Mark Masso is yeah. a dog guy, but I never thought Mark Masso would have two dogs, the let alone one dog. Dude, I see him is, I see these pictures of him, and I'm like, dude, my guy is so happy with that little dude uh, <laughs> He's trained. He has he,
2: unconditional love. Him sending out videos of them get, jumping
0: over stuff. We have stuff. to
1: get our dog spayed in like 18 months coming up.
0: It's could could suck. Yeah, I mean. I... First world problems. Get your yeah, dogs bid. <laughs> don't you don't want to have for any? The, for
2: what these dogs cost right now, I should have never got my first dog neutered. <laughs> you're gonna pump out some puppies.
0: Yes, yeah. Go for like yeah. five grand a pop. Seriously, our oh. we yeah, uh, the
2: price of dogs. Well, when breeders skyrocketed. Yeah, you know a lot of these. Uh, you know the uh, the shelters emptied out. So because people were home, they're like, you know what? Let me get a dog. I mean, it's it was nice to see, but yeah, it's crazy.
0: It's so crazy. I, for In the beginning, it's I was really like, I really exchange. I really hope these dogs don't all get sent back when all these people go back to work. And now I'm seeing how the like the market and the thing and everything's playing out. I'm like, I think everybody's just staying home and working from home for a long time.
2: I, I talked to a lot of people that, I talked to a friend of mine in finance recently. He used to go to his uh, office in New York for, four days a week. Mm. He says, I don't know if I'm going back. Yep. He can do his job from home.
0: My neighbor works at a yeah. pharmaceutical. He's like, dude. They just said we're not going back till February. That, you know what that means? Commer- the commercial real estate industry is got gonna on. be the next Ooh. We we're gonna come back. I'm predicting You an now, office,
2: you have an office building? I would not know an office
0: building. Andrew okay. Man prediction yeah, yeah, yeah. now. We yeah. had this year mini recession corona. Yeah. Next spring we're gonna have commercial if I mean depending upon what kind of I mean, I don't agree with all the aid all the time, but I do like I don't know that we can band aid people like handing out more PPP money to commercial real estate industry is a fucking stupid idea because we've seen everybody's habits change. So you you like the gym, like 50, 50, people aren't going to go back because now they're working out from home and they're comfortable doing it. They just had all this time off from work to learn how to work from get their new routine. So how, how much maybe we get some commercial people going back to work to work in offices. We like working in an office, what what happens when people just don't want to go back even though we give out the money to support those businesses?
1: What if they get like a fifteen by ten shed in the backyard, hook up electric, air conditioning,
0: installation, office? Dude, I know a guy out in Colorado, um, Jack Jostis, owns a marketing business out there. Hi, Jack. He literally bought an airstream or some sort of like camper trailer, yeah. looks in. It's awesome. an office? It's his office. Dude, fucking sweet. Fully, lo- like it goes out That might out be there.
2: a thing to get into a building is building these sick offices for, for people. Being there, not going back to work now, Maybe they'll commit to some money for their We office. were talking. Working out of their kitchen, you know what I mean?
0: We're starting to do um, Zoom centers. Ooh. Like, like these business up. guys that we do for houses for. Like, we're talking to them. Like, the one weird guy we're talking to Oh, like, works crazy hours. He's like a John Seckle. Um, we're like, do you, you want to, like, what do you do for Zoom? He's like, I hate it. Like, what, like we will get you set up Stand-ups, desk, lower desk, cameras. Like, we'll, we will take care of the whole thing. So you, when you move in, all you got to do is just put your laptop down, and I will make sure that you are Zoom ready. And he's like, dude, just thank you.
2: Like, yeah. People, listen, the game the game's changing in every possible way. What is what this country going to look like a year from now? I'm so it's, curious. It's probably.
1: I'm I'm weirdly day, excited. I'm so it's going to be good. So gonna it's, it's, there's going to be a lot of innovation yeah. that's going to be accelerated by. technologies
2: by, like, we are already on a techn- technological. But now like, it's like, now, like, see ya. It's, see ya. Yeah.
1: i agree it's gonna be good for the country if you're in an industry that's failing or going to fail that sucks you just got to re-innovate as much as that is horrible or you just stay in the government teat and that's it you just you just hang out there you can hang out there for a while
2: hang on the teat
0: hang on the teat (laughs) (laughs) who doesn't like hanging out on a teat i guess i mean everybody's been on the teat once or once or twice in their life
2: sure
0: you know but, you, yeah, you have a hard out. You got to get back to work. Yeah, I got to get back up, Dude, there. thanks for coming in. Anytime, it was great. Dude, I Thank appreciate you. it. Thank really, you so much. Really appreciate you guys having me Mark Masso, we'll Rush Shot. Check him out.
2: Thanks,